Hi there, welcome back to Amplify, the digital marketing entrepreneurs podcast. I'm Bob Gentle and every week I'm joined by creators, consultants and practitioners who share what makes their business work. Whether you run your own business or you're just thinking of stepping out on your own for the first time, you're in the right place. If you're new to the podcast, then welcome along. Just take a second right now to subscribe to the show on your player. That way you don't miss new weekly episodes and you can dig into some older ones when you finish this one. Before I jump into the interview this week, I'd like to give a quick shout out to a few new Facebook group members this week. Kev, Cindy, Chris and Laura and some others I probably missed. It's great to have you on board. Also, if there's any questions that come up in the interviews and the episodes, then jump into the Facebook group and ask them there. It's a great resource. And many of the guests on the show also join the Facebook group. So you can continue the conversation there. So this week, my guest is Kyle Van Dusen. Kyle's based in Texas. And as you'll discover, he doesn't mess about. He's very quickly built a really successful business. And in this episode, he generously shares what he's done and how he's done it. So welcome along and let's meet Kyle. So this week I am delighted to welcome Kyle Van Dusen from Ogle Web Design to the show. Kyle, do you want to maybe just start by telling us a little bit about who you are, where you are and the kind of work you do? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on the show today. I'm super excited to be here and joining you. So as you said, my name is Kyle Van Dusen. I live in the United States in Texas. You can probably tell by the accent and by how many times I say y'all during this interview. So you'll have to bear with me on that one. But I own Ogle Web Design, which is a website design um, agency, an agency of one, me. Uh, I work from home. I've been doing this, actually, my, my two-year anniversary of when I was able to quit my job and take this full-time is coming up here in just a couple days. So I've been uh, solo doing this as my career for about two years now. But I spent about 15 years prior to this in the graphic design world as a graphic designer in the print industry. So that's kind of what led me down here. Uh, that collided with getting a business degree, and I decided I needed to take this on my own. So that's kind of how I ended up here today. 15 years is a long time to spend in an agency and then decide to step out on your own. So what was the catalyst there? What, I mean, you said the business degree, but just getting a piece of paper, that's not really going to be a, a strong life change. So what was it that made you decide, okay, I'm going to do this now after 15 years? Yeah, so uh, as soon as I graduated high school, I had always been interested in graphic design and, you know, made flyers and stuff for my bands and, and friends and stuff like that as, as a hobby. And I actually had a buddy and his parents owned a sign shop in a little town we lived in. And I just thought it was fascinating going in there and seeing they're getting to make all these graphics and getting paid for it and, and making all these cool stickers and everything I wanted for the band and all that. Uh, so I just started showing up and... Um, you know, asking how I could help. Could I sweep the floors or whatever? And I just kept showing up until they let me sit behind a computer. And, uh, and that's what I did for the next 15 years. But, you know, anytime you sit in a job for a long time, you, you get burnout on it. And I also knew that I was hitting a ceiling in the work I was doing. And, and that was apparent maybe after, you know, eight or 10 years. Um, but I didn't quite have the courage to do anything about it. But, you know, you, you hit that ceiling and I realize, okay, I'm, this is either where I'm going to sit for the rest of my life or I have to strive for something more. And really the catalyst for it was my wife. Um, 
she is a counselor and she uh, went from working for, for some companies doing counseling to owning her own counseling practice. And I, I immediately saw the change in lifestyle she had. She was making more money. She was making her own schedule. Uh, you know, she was, she was living the good life uh, of, of business ownership. Uh, and it made me very jealous and it made me realize, you know, I, this is what I want. Um, so it took a little bit of time from there to, to get to this point, but that was really the catalyst that set me off, you know, a combination of, of getting burnout and getting inspired by something else. And one of the reasons I was quite keen to have you on the show, because to be fair, web designers that have been in business for a couple of years, they are everywhere. Sure. And you've really stood out among your peers as having really achieved a lot in a short space of time. Uh, and I'd be keen to hear a little bit about what you've done to make that happen. I mean, I'm not going to go into too much about what that is. I'll let you share what the achievements have been. But yeah, what have the last two years looked like for you? Well, you know, when I when I was working full time as just a graphic designer, the, the places I worked in, there was, I guess, three over that 15-year period. They were kind of semi-retail locations, so and they were all very small businesses. So I gained a lot of experience, one, working in a small business. You know, I was always working close with the owner of the business and kind of seeing the inner workings of the business. And then, two, the clients we were working with were small business owners themselves. So I was kind of immersed in this small business atmosphere uh, for a long time, and it was something that always interested me. Interested me, and actually kind of led me into going to school for a business degree rather than getting some kind of uh, graphic design degree or or uh, technical technical degree. Um, so it was always something that interested me, and I think I learned a lot of lessons along that way. And so when I was, you know, kind of planning my business, the the combination of what I'd learned in school and what I'd seen in real world experience. I think a lot of the lessons were the how not to lessons and, and ways I'd seen bosses fail or, or do things that I knew they were making mistakes, but wouldn't listen to me for my help. You know, I took all those kind of lessons and, and put those into my business plan before I ever really, you know, advertised my business at all. So I think a lot of it was was the planning and getting prepared for how this is all going to work and how I can make this successful. Um, and, you know, I, I had expectations as to, you know, and plans as far as what I would need to do to, say, uh, move from doing this part time to doing it full time. And uh, when it's full time, what do I need to do to support my family and, and, and keep us afloat? And, you know, setting all those goals out in front of me in, in black and white, you know, super detailed, exactly how all this is going to happen kind of gave me that roadmap of how I would get there. So. My initial, you know, goal was to get enough uh, enough savings in the bank from my my side work that I could have about a six month uh, leadway on on cash flow to to support my family. So my thought on that was it was probably going to take me a year or a year and a half to save up that money. And what I found out was uh, a little bit of hard work and hustle, and it, it took about six months. And I was actually to that point where I had that. Uh, roadway uh, all saved up and was able to quit my job. So I think achieving that first goal was a huge step in, in starting off on the right foot. And from the day you decided to go full-time, what changed? I mean, how did you find the difference between doing it as a side hustle and suddenly having your whole day to just to throw into this? 
Well, I would say, you know, sitting around in sweatpants all day is one of the biggest benefits. I never have to get dressed <laughs> anymore, which is fantastic. Uh, you know, the, the first week was, it was completely surreal. And I remember that first week very vividly because, you know, I'd spent 15 years getting up every morning, driving 30 minutes to work, putting in a bunch of hours, driving home, uh, you know, and, and spending very little time with the kids and the family and all that. And that first week was just surreal in the fact that, I woke up and just walked into the other room where my computer was and I was at work, you know, uh, and I could get up whenever I wanted to and hang out with the family or go out to lunch or, you know, do kind of whatever I wanted to at that point. Um, and, you know, it relieved a lot of stress off the business because when you're doing this part time and I think a lot of a lot of people in this industry you know, kind of have to start their business that way where they're they're working a full time job and doing this on the side. And, you know, the problem the problem that I face and I think a lot of other people face is most of us are doing business to business. And so the the customers you're trying to get and the prospects you're looking at, they're only working during business hours. And if you have a full time job and you're doing this on the side, you're trying to work, you know, after five o'clock or on the weekends. And it makes it really difficult to connect with those people, you know, go to networking events and all that. So I think really that freedom in my schedule was the biggest change that, OK, now I can I can actually go after people that I'm I really want to go after because now I'm working at the same time they are. So that was a huge shift in the business, you know, moving from part time to full time. I mean, you, you mentioned networking events, and I think coming from a web design background myself, I know how important it is to be the guy people know. That if I were to ask most web designers, most web developers, it doesn't really matter what size they are. Most of their work comes through a, a fairly tight referral network. When you start your own business and you don't have a network like that, well, you do, I guess, because you were client-facing in your old role. But did that network that you had previously transfer across with you? So, I, you know, when I when I started my business on the side, and this goes back a little bit, but I think it'll help answer the question. Um, you know, the what I was doing for my full time job wasn't a direct conflict with building websites on the side. Uh, at least it wasn't in my eyes. Now, my boss saw that differently. So as soon as he <laughs> saw me advertising building websites for customers, uh, he pulled me in his office and told me, you know, absolutely not. I'm going to fire you immediately if you don't stop this. And here in Texas, they can do that. They can fire you for whatever they feel like firing you for. So I actually had to be very, very, uh, you know, it didn't deter me. I, I was going to keep doing it, but I had to be a little bit more careful about how I did it. So instead of advertising myself as my own name, uh, I came up with a company name, which was Ogle Web Design, which was actually a, it's a, my son and my daughter's initials, OG for Owen Glenn and uh, AL for Avery Leanne. Um, so I came up with that name and started advertising under that uh, kind of on the side and, and in secret or in uh, out of view of my boss. Um, luckily, where I was working full time and where I lived were about there are two different towns about 30 minutes apart. So I kind of had a different network of people I could tap into from who I was working with professionally and then who I knew personally. So the first few jobs came from just relationships I had built outside of any kind of work capacity. So the very first person I did work for was a nonprofit that I was volunteering at. They, you know, a, a lot of small businesses just see a, a person who uses a computer and they think you can, you know, uh, fix their hard drive and, and make a website and do everything else. You're just the computer person, you know. So they had asked me if I could help them with their website. And I said, well, you know, to be honest, I've never done anything with websites, uh, but I'd be glad to take a look. 
And, uh, you know, from there, uh, they referred me to somebody else and it kind of grew from that point. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the, the referral network has been the biggest part of it for sure. And what does your business look like now? Um, what's, I mean, you said you're a team of one, yeah. but, um, that doesn't necessarily mean playing small and I'm guessing in your case it doesn't. So what does your business look like now? Yeah. So, you know, I've, you know, I've spent a lot of time trying to think about how I want to grow this business and where I want this business to end up to be. And while I would like for this to be a nice, you know, a multi-million dollar company one day, and that would be grand, I've also realized just my own personal wants and needs. And I don't really like managing people. I don't really like overseeing projects and not getting my hands dirty. I want to get in there and do the work. And that's what I enjoy doing. Um, so when I've, when I've done projects kind of with a team or uh, outsourcing a lot of the work, um, it's just not as enjoyable for me. So what I've learned is, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to push myself to my own capacity and, and do the things I enjoy doing. And I've kind of grown a referral network for, you know, projects that might require somebody, uh, some kind of specialist. So if we need to go really deep into SEO and it's past my capabilities, or I don't feel like I can provide the type of service my client needs, I have people I can turn to, to bring in and help on projects like that. But it's, it's completely on an, on an, uh, you know, subcontractor basis where, uh, we, we work on a project together and we go away. Um, but you know, the, the ultimate goal with, with this business was, you know, what if I could work from home, work for myself, spend more time with my family and make just as much money as I was when I had my full-time job, you know? So that was the bar I had set. And, you know, uh, I think it's luck, hard work, and just being, I don't know, right place, right time, uh, and the, the experience I had. But, you know, I went from what I was making at my full-time job and to the point now where I've almost tripled that in income, uh, while still doing the things I love from home and all that. So, you know, it's, it's been a complete, a complete game changer for our entire family. Uh, you know, we, we would have never been here had I sat in that same job, you know, uh, two years ago and never left. Yeah. I think you've done it absolutely right. I remember I, I've, I've been the web designer who works on his own and I've been the web designer that has a team of 15 and Personally, I made way more money when I was on my own. And I, I think there's definitely a lesson in that. Um, and in, in addition to that, there's the lifestyle element. You now have complete control over where and when you do anything. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, a big, a big part of being able to kind of keep that level of income has been building ways to have recurring income because, you know, it's just the natural cycle of things. Sometimes you're going to be really busy and sometimes you're not. And, it, you know, that's that's the, the burden of the entrepreneur, right? You know, so you don't know what your income is going to look like each month. Um, and, and that's the most stressful part about it. But when you can build up some some elements to your business that give you recurring revenue, if you can build some different ways to bring in revenue to your business. So uh, not all of my income just comes through developing websites for customers. I do have some other streams of income that that kind of help supplement that. So I'm not I'm trying to find ways to di diversify my business some and not put my eggs all in one basket where I'm reliant on one or two contracts that I have or making sure that, you know, if I don't get a new project in this month, I can't, you know, pay my mortgage. So I think that's been, you know, an important lesson. And, and one thing 
I like to share with people anytime they ask is, you know, I think, I think this business website design in particular is really, really tough to have a viable, long lasting, sustainable business. If you don't have some kind of recurring revenue inside your business model, it's just really tough to do. Yeah. I think of all the, the, of all the skill sets that live on the digital marketing spectrum, it's the one that has the most danger to become a hamster wheel. Yeah. Uh, because it's sell the project, build the project, sell the project, build the project. And having additional revenue streams in there, it does free you to an extent from that. And the more you can build in, the more choice you have over the kind of projects you take on and the kind of kind of customers you work with. Can you maybe walk me through to the extent that you're comfortable what those other revenue streams are in your business yeah so the biggest one for me is is selling care plans to customers i develop websites for um you know you, you talked about kind of being able to pick the customers you want to work with and that was kind of one of the things i'd, I'd set an initial initial goal for uh, recurring revenue uh, which kind of matched up to what I needed to bring to the family every month. And I knew once I hit that goal, at least every month when the calendar turns over, I know we're going to at least survive that month, um, you know, without having to dip into savings or go into panic mode. Um, but really what that gave me was once I hit that initial goal was that gave me the power to say no to jobs. And that's an amazing power uh, that that is really hard to do the first time when somebody is trying to hire you and you know it's not the right fit to just be able to say you know i'm sorry i i can't help you on this project it's a pretty powerful thing and it really reshapes your business you know it's not something you can do day one when you don't have any customers but it is something you can look forward to if you're not to that point yet because it really changes changes the way you work your business so you know at this point I don't take on too many projects that I know I'm not going to have a chance at some kind of recurring revenue from. So most of that comes through the form of a care plan. I build WordPress websites. So if you're familiar with doing that, you know, there's a lot of maintenance and upkeep and security and hosting and all these kinds of things that my customers, which are typically small business owners, uh, they don't understand and they don't want to do. So if I, you know, if I'm bidding out a job and I explain these things to them up front that you know, all these things need to be taken care of each month and I can help you do that or you can do it on your own. If if I know they have no interest in hiring me kind of long term, most of the time I'll turn down jobs um, that end up that way because I know they're not as profitable for me in the long run. So that's that's uh, one stream that's helped me out quite a bit uh, and, you know, keeps me afloat month to month. Uh, the other thing is, is while I don't like bringing on a whole lot of people into my business, I do get brought into a lot of other people's businesses. So I've, I've done a ton of networking online and, you know, been all over Facebook and, and we have, we, we got introduced because of some mutual friends, people who I've never met in my life, but I talk to all the time online. <laughs> um, but you know, I, I've built up these relationships and kind of, uh, just try to be a helpful person as much as I can online. And that's, that's given me a lot of opportunities for work that I don't have to hunt for. So I almost, you know, while that's part of my business and it's really doing the same thing as I would be as if I was hunting down a customer or, or walked into a business here locally, um, you know, I kind of see that as a separate deal when you're doing more like white label projects for other agencies. And I, I, I kind of separate that out in my business because it's it's kind of a different ball game. Usually I'm 
uh, the scope of the project for, for my portion is less and I'm not having to hunt out those customers, you know, so I'm getting, I have quite a few, let's see, three or four different companies that send me work regularly. I would say, you know, at least every couple months I'm getting jobs from them so I can kind of rely on, you know, the status of their agency to kind of help keep my agency afloat. So I, I try to look at those different from the, the customers who just randomly call up my business. And then third is, um, working with uh, uh, a partner of mine, uh, Matt Siebert out of uh, New Hampshire. We started a, a podcast, a video podcast in a, a group called the Admin Bar. And we help other agency owners kind of deal with the, the business, mainly the business side of, of running a WordPress agency. But, you know, we talk about tools and all those kinds of things too. Uh, but we've been able to develop some products through that uh, through that company, the admin bar, as well as do some affiliate marketing and stuff like that, which uh, is a little weird to get into, but uh, that's been another stream that's, that's kind of helped supplement some things as well. And uh, the admin bar side of things, if you were to put a percentage figure on your, your general turnover, what's, what sort of percentage? Oh, it, it, at this point, it is very, very low. I think I worked out a while back to <laughs> what I was making per hour if I figured out that with the admin bar, and, and that was a little depressing. So I don't think that's a perfect business uh, analogy, but it does give me a lot of a lot of connections that I didn't have before. Um, and there's you know there's a lot of fringe benefits that come from it. You know, I learn a ton from our guests that come on. My business has grown tremendously because of the connections and the lessons I've learned from people I've connected with on there. So I don't look at that entire endeavor as a monetary one necessarily, although making some money back on it would be a great thing. Um, for the most part, a lot of it's about connections and, and learning and discovery and you know, you got to, in our business in particular, in any kind of digital marketing, things change so quickly. If, if you were to do this inside of a box alone, you would get behind the times very quickly. So it's, it's a really good opportunity for me to see how other people are running their business, how technology is changing, how I can keep up with those things. So there's a lot of benefits that come from that that aren't necessarily just monetary. Yeah, I think the relationships that you build, particularly so through something like podcasting, you really can't put a price on. Yeah, it's it's uh it's definitely it, and it's a whole lot of fun, you know, it kind of breaks up the monotony when you when you do get in that hamster wheel of I'm just, you know, developing the next dentist site over and over and over. Uh, you know, it, it breaks up that monotony and it's nice to it's nice to have peers to talk to because I do work from home and I'm in an office uh in my house and nobody else in my house cares anything about WordPress. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can't really talk talk shop at home, you know. So it's nice to just have that those people that you can reach out to that you would normally have in a work setting, you know, you have work friends and different relationships with those types of people. So it's kind of replacing that, that kind of misses that you're missing from your life when you're, when you're on your own and working from home or, or, or even at a co-working space, you might not even have those same relationships. So, yeah. So looking at other web designers from the position you're in now where things are really purring along, what's the most common mistake you see other web designers making this is your opportunity to be super judgmental <laughs> right well <laughs> you know i think where i look at it from is you know the tools today have evolved so much that you don't have to be uh, extremely talented to be able to produce a decent website now i i, I want to put like a bunch of asterisks next to that statement 
because I don't <laughs> want that to be taken too far. But the tools are, I mean, and, and honestly, I'm only able to do this business because there, there are certain tools within WordPress that allow a graphic designer like me with no coding experience to get in and make a website. Uh, so, you know, I'm, I'm a benefactor of those tools as well. So I think the barrier of entry into this business is very low. Uh, but I think, I think this business, this type of business attracts the type of people who are not, uh, extremely outgoing or people, 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 you know? So I think a lot of the mistakes I see are people think that they can sit behind their website and maybe put a couple ads out on Facebook and they're going to grow a business. And it's just, it's probably not going to happen that way. It does in some cases. And there's some people that are able to do that, but this is really a relationship business more than anything. You know, my, my number one job is to, uh, you know, find new relationships and then cultivate those relationships and continue those relationships. And the work comes from those relationships. So I think people look at this as, you know, just the tools that they can use or, or the cool tricks they can do with, you know, CSS or Java or whatever they might be using. Um, and, and really that's kind of a, that's a, that's a secondary thing. Number one thing is the relationships. And I think a lot of people skip that and go straight to the tech and the tools and stuff and, and have trouble building a business that's sustainable because of that. Yeah, I would agree. Absolutely. You've said the web design business is a relationship business and a lot of your customers are local businesses in your part of Texas. So what, what sort of percentage of your clients are what you would call local businesses? So when I started this, I, you know, being naive, I imagined that all my customers would be local. Um, because the business that I came from, all my customers were local. So that's kind of just what I knew. Uh, what you realize you know, in a small rural setting like I have here in Texas, that's kind of hard to sustain. Um, I would say at this point right now, about half of my customers are within driving distance and about half of them are not even within the state or the country. Um, and that's actually been a really big blessing that I wasn't, that I wasn't anticipating, you know? So, uh, a lot of those relationships that develops that aren't here locally are through online networking, which has been huge for my business. Um, but it really helps me. I think in the long run, it helps me out with, with just even local economies. So, you know, we talk about, you know, there's a, this big global economy and things going on with it, but then we also have just our economy here in the United States, which is doing really, really well right now. Um, there's unrest here that could cause problems just like there is in the UK. And, uh, you know, you never know what's going to happen one day and those things take a turn south. Um, so I think being able to kind of spread my customers out, especially globally, really gives me a little bit more protection against those things. And, you know, even here locally, uh, there's some industries that are very important to our local economy. And there are things that can happen through regulations or, or just uh, the needs of consumers that could change the way those industries turn. And if that local economy changes, that changes my business dramatically. So if all my customers are local, I can't really control what the marketplace looks like for them. So I think diversifying you know i'm using that again but uh diversifying your your customer base is is pretty important to giving yourself some more stability and leadway in the future i think that's quite outstanding because you described sort of most of your customers are within two hours of you no i would say 50 percent of your customers are within 
two hours of you for me that's my whole country yeah yeah uh, i wouldn't I'm, even I'm get talking, out of the state <laughs> yeah i'm talking scotland i'm not, not the uk the uk i maybe need eight hours driving so from what you're if i put myself in your shoes 50 percent of my customers are actually outside the country which is huge i'm curious to know of of that of that proportion outside the country what how did they come to you was that through the online networking and, and is that typical typically other what you might call again with asterisks agencies or is that end user clients coming to you yeah so most of those are other agencies and people i do white label work for so i actually i developed a relationship with again a guy named adam prizer from wp crafter he runs a a fantastic youtube channel with i think over a hundred and ten thousand subscribers at this point uh, but as i was learning wordpress i was you know kind of a student following him along and learning a ton from him and asking questions and getting really really involved in his community and and as my business grew uh, you know, we kind of we kind of struck up a friendship and, and he started seeing the kind of work I was doing and he got completely out of the the client work business and is just focused on creating content. And uh, so he gets a lot of requests for people needing help with stuff. And he started actually recommending me to some of his followers. Uh, so I started getting requests um, to help people out with odd jobs, things in WordPress. Can you help, you know, connect this or make this thing work? Uh, and, and that really grew quite a bit to where I was just doing some consulting work for people and, and jumping on a Zoom call with them for an hour and helping them through some things. And some of those relationships, not a huge percentage of them, but some of them turned into uh, you know, one of them in particular turned into the biggest customer I have. Um, and it was just kind of through little jobs here and there, those kind of like foot in the door type offers. Um, so a lot of it came from from those relationships I have uh, with with Adam and then with Dave Foy. I've done some work for some of the people that kind of follow him around in his communities. Uh, so those have helped. And then connections through the admin bar, or just being a part of other Facebook groups and, and helping people out where you can. You know, I think... I think some people go into networking, and this is kind of a side, but they, they go into networking thinking they're going into some kind of setting where they're going to sell. And I think that's the worst possible thing you can do if you're going into any kind of networking is sell anything. You just you want to show up and be helpful and answer questions and, and try to learn about other people's businesses and find out how you can help them. And, and they'll naturally want to hire you if you're that kind of person. So a little bit of a long answer, but hopefully that, that got to it eventually. No, you're absolutely right. I think the giving before you ask that is very important in real world networking, but it's even more important in online networking because there's nothing worse than the guy that's trying to punt you stuff yeah. in a Facebook group. Nobody's going to pay attention to them. In fact, they'll probably get thrown out of any Facebook group quite quickly. Um, and being genuinely helpful, that stands out a mile. Yeah, and that that's been the thing that's that's kind of cultivated some of those relationships for me and I just enjoy doing it, you know. I I've probably done a, you know, if I was talking to a business consultant, they would probably scold me a little bit for the amount of work I've done for people for no return at all. Uh but you know, part of it's just cuz I enjoy it and I want to help people and it's fun and if I can share, you know, I I gained a lot of knowledge and grew this business really quickly through people taking time out of their day to help me. Uh, you know, especially like in Facebook groups, where's where I spend a ton of time, um, you know, people took time out of their day and helped me and to be able to return that and help somebody else that's that's coming up behind me, I think is an awesome thing to do. And I would encourage everybody to do that. 
Yeah, I guess that's the difference between a Facebook group and a Facebook community. Yeah. So one area I'd like to look at is your local business. Mm-hmm. Everybody networks differently. I'm curious to know, do you still actively network to cultivate local business or is it really just quite organically coming to you now? Yeah, so it's it's shifted here recently. So about a year ago, yeah, a, a, a year and two days ago, I actually moved from where I had lived for about 11 years and I moved about two and a half hours away to a new community. Um, so that's just a little jaunt across Texas, not too far, but I realize in other places that might be clear across the country. Uh, so, you know, we, we did make this move and we moved to a community where I only knew literally one person who, uh, who is a customer of mine. Um, so when I was in my old location, I would go to chamber, chamber of commerce meetings. Um, I would go to after hours things, anywhere you could try to network like in person. I did a ton of that while I was there. Uh, you know, as especially, you know, it coincided with my business being very young and, and not knowing a whole lot of people yet. Now, since I've moved here, I've had a lot less time to do that. And the way they do networking in the town I live now is is not as quite as uh, I don't know, networking friendly. If you ask me, it's it's more it's more. How can we take your money and get you in a room with 500 other people, which isn't super helpful to me. Uh, but, you know, I still I still do try to uh, attend ribbon cuttings and things like that. Anything that kind of supports the community, um, you know, if you can make yourself visible there, that's good. Uh, a lot of a lot of the business I get here locally just comes from SEO on my website. So, you know, I've worked pretty hard to try to rank nicely for any terms if people are searching here locally. So coming up in Google My Business and and my website coming up you know, at the top of Google for things like that. I get leads pretty consistently here locally, at least phone calls. Uh, they don't always turn into jobs, but uh, just from search engine optimization alone. So that, that helps quite a bit and creating content that, that, you know, my target audience can use or find handy. Um, that's, that's the majority of it for local business. And, and of course, referrals. Referrals are always number one. My, my clients uh, tell somebody else they know, and that's the best way to get a job. You've kind of you've already proved to them that you're valuable before you even talk to them if a friend recommends them to you. So that's, that's always the number one way to go. And I guess my last question, and you've kind of answered it already, but I'm interested to know if this is really something you're intentionally aiming to stay. You're on your own at the moment you've clearly got lots of potential to grow if you chose to, but I guess you don't need to. There's no real pressure to. What does the next five years look like for Web? Yeah, so I think really I want to, I, I, I want to keep growing, obviously, the, the amount of money I charge for projects as I get better at what I'm doing and as I can deliver better results for clients, not just arbitrarily, but, you know, as, as I can produce more money for my clients, I would like to get more money for that in return. Um, I'm actually in the process of starting another, um, another company uh, with a slightly different business model that is, it's also a website design company, so I'm kind of creating a, a competitor for myself, but it's more of a subscription-based service, so people would pay a monthly fee to have their website completely managed. Uh, my goal with this project, and it's it's in the very, very early stages right now, but my goal with this project is to uh, grow it and eventually try to sell it. And I think 
that's not something I'd be interested in with my own Ogle web design agency, but starting this kind of on the side gives me uh, the opportunity to do something like that and gives me the opportunity to be a lot more picky about the people I'm working with with Ogle. So, you know, just continue trying to trying to better my skills and, and find the right customers to work with and find the people that I can really, you know, help make a difference in their business because, you know, I, I've told several customers and I've had, you know, skeptical customers and, you know, every kind of customer. But, you know, I said, you know, when when I get a lot of gratitude out of this job is when we launch a website and then a few days later you email me ecstatic because you just got two new leads from it and it's already working. You know, that's when I'm super excited about my job. When I see that that what I've done for you has already paid for itself and now you're making money off of what I did. That's what makes me super excited about my job. So if I can focus on projects where I know I can bring that amount of value every time, you know, that, that, that gives me the satisfaction I need to love my job and love what I do for a living. So if I can continue to do that, I will be a happy man. And maybe tell me a little bit about your podcast and the Facebook community, who it's for, who, what, what kind of things people can expect there. Yeah, so uh, me and my buddy Matt Siebert, he, uh, he, him and I connected in a strange fashion, and there's there's some podcasts out there that will uh, tell that story, so we'll leave that for another time. But um, we, we started a group and a podcast because it seemed like something fun to do, and we both kind of come from a similar graphic design background. Uh, we're both very interested in business, and, and a lot of the groups were kind of focused around the tools and this and that, and, and we want to do something a little bit different. And we thought it'd be something fun to do. So we started the admin bar uh, not quite a year ago and started doing video podcasts. Um, a lot of it was Facebook Live when we first started. We've kind of moved into pre-recording now. But we've, we've grown a community of about 1,300 or so uh, WordPress professionals. So a lot of the people, the, there, there's a pretty big spectrum of people in the community. So there's people that are just starting out. There's people that have been doing this for 20 years. And and the thing that's really unique and fun about it is how supportive everybody in our community is. And we get messages about this regularly about, you know, how much people enjoy the group because they can always come here and, and find answers to their questions and find people willing to help them. And, you know, I think part of it is just, it's a, it's a nice place to connect with like-minded people and have some fun. You know, we don't take everything super seriously. Uh, some of it's about business and some of it's just about uh, having fun and connecting with people and, and learning while we go. So it's a, it's a really fun thing. I've really enjoyed doing it. I definitely, if, if there's any WordPress people listening, we would love to have you. You can go to theadminbar.com and check out our website. We have lots of episodes and content and giveaways and links to the group all within there. So we'd love to have you. If you're into WordPress, go and check out the admin bar. Kyle, if people want to connect with you, how would you like them to do that? You know, uh, through social media is probably the easiest. So uh, we can, I can give you a link to my Facebook profile. I'll, I'll accept friend requests and we can hang out there. If you, if you want to email me, you can email me at Kyle at OgleWeb. That's O-G-A-L-W-E-B dot com. Uh, and, and I would love to connect with you if I can answer any questions or if you just want to chat for a while. I'm always down for that. Kyle, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. You've been a great guest. Hopefully I can speak to you again sometime soon and I will see you in the admin bar. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Thanks. From being a graphic designer in a small town signage company to becoming, and I'm not overstating this, one of the best connected website guys in the world is a huge achievement. Doing it in the time Kyle's done it in 
is incredible, and he's a great case study in confidence and commitment. Before I go, just a quick reminder to subscribe, and if you haven't, join our Facebook group. You can find a link in the show notes or just search Amplify Insiders in Facebook and you'll find us easily. If you enjoyed the show, then I would love for you to review it on iTunes. It would mean a lot to me and it's the very best way to help me reach new subscribers. My name's Bob Gentle. Thanks again to Kyle for giving us his time this week and to you for listening. See you next time.